0: Welcome to another episode of the Final Siren podcast. We're back for another week, and uh, this week we're talking all things WA. So it's going to be a pretty big uh, podcast. We've talked about SA and, and the Northern Academies, allies, uh, everything like that, in the past couple of weeks. So today we're going to take a bit of a look at Western Australia's prospects. And uh, to do that today, I'm joined once again by uh, AFL draft editor. Uh, Michael Alvaro, and as well, our special guest today uh, is one of our draft riders, Ed Pascoe. So guys, um, I guess, Michael, starting with you, looking forward to another episode?
1: Absolutely. Uh, it's been good tearing through all the other states. We've only got uh, WA and Vic to go, so um, very much looking forward to it.
0: And uh, obviously, Ed, you've been casting your eye over WA probably more so than uh, a, a fair few others. So um, you'll probably be looking forward to getting stuck into some of the uh, the guys over there.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It feels like it's been a while since we've got to chat about the, uh, the footy, so I'm really glad to be joined by you two this time.
0: Yeah, no worries. I think you're actually joining us, but that's cool. We'll just <laughs> let you run it. Go for it. Yeah, All
2: yeah, right. absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically what we're going to do today is we're going to look at WA's National Combine invites. Uh, we're going to look at, you know, the AFL Academy, uh, the Outsiders, uh, some of the others. Freeman will have a few NGAs in there that are worth talking about, as well as a few 19-year-olds that are putting their hand up. And um, as we have each of the other weeks, we're going to do a top 10 uh, prospects uh, for the WA crops. crop. So, uh, and then, of course, look to next year. So without any further ado, we're going to pretty much kick off with the uh, combine invites. So, uh, Michael, I'll kick over to you, a uh, kid who I know you've seen through the pathway at under-16s level and so on in Blake Morris from Subiaco.
1: Yeah, Blake's obviously a little bit of a late bloomer. Uh, played in the under 16 carnival last year and did really well. Uh, won the MVP award for Western Australia. And um, he's a bit of an undersized sort of uh, defender in the sense he plays like a key position player, but is um, still below 190 centimetres. He's got a terrific leap and uh, reads the ball really well across the back half. Um, so, yeah, really promising sort of prospect with a lot of upside.
0: Definitely. And I know one of the most talked about players in this list, uh, well, certainly from, a, I guess, the AFL interest perspective outside of obviously having a top five pick, uh, is uh, East Frio's Brandon Walker. Now, he's obviously linked to Fremantle NGA, one of two on this list. Um, What is it about Brandon Walker particularly that stands out?
1: Brandon's got a lot of good traits. He's he's obviously really athletic. um, Probably plays his best footy across half back and has a terrific vertical leap. He's really quick. He can take the game on and uh, his decision making, you know, second to pretty much none uh, from the back half. So he's got a lot of desirables and we had him in our top 20 or or my top 20 uh, early on in the year. He slid it a little bit, but yeah, still a lot of upside for him and Fremantle fans are trying to keep a lid on his progress.
0: Definitely, and uh, now I'll, I'll cross to Ed for this one because he's been keeping a close eye on uh, this particular player who's one of the more popular or well-known players because he played at Champs last year uh, in Denver, Granger Barras. Now, he plays out at Swan Districts, key position player. Ed, I'll throw it to you. Um, give us a bit of an insight into what he does so well.
2: Ah, oh, well, you just have to see some of the highlights that he does and it's that intercept marking. He, he just reads it so well. He takes them so cleanly and he 's just followed on from what he showed at the uh championships last year and done it at league level like he 's still that really uh thin type of a uh, key position player, but he still competes really hard like you watch him watch him now against all these bigger lads, and he just goes in as hard as as you 'd th- you'd have for a normal league player so that's really promising for him to look at at the next level and he had a really good contest against Logan McDonald on the weekend so uh, he's definitely shown he can play against some of the better players at the level.
0: Uh, I guess you touched on Logan McDonald so we might as well move on to him because he's the other one that's really in that I guess top five contention potentially as, as high as one which some people have sort of said but certainly top five Um, What is it, uh, I guess, he does so well that if you're a a club looking for a key forward, um, that he really sets himself aside from others?
2: I think the one thing he does that a lot of other top key position players have gone in the last few drafts is he's not just a one-trick pony. So he's not just taking your marks out out of the square. He's leading up at the ground. He has very good uh, endurance. So he pushes up the ground, takes his marks. And he's also good at ground level as well. So he can swoop on the uh, loose ball and move really well and use the ball well by hand. So you're not just getting contested marker with Logan McDonald. You're also getting someone who can push up the ground and really play that really good modern day footy, a bit like a Nick Reebok type.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's a fair few key position players that are available in this uh, draft and Uh, particularly from the WA perspective. So what we'll do is we'll, um, I'll cross back to Michael for the next, uh, the other, I guess, real prominent key position defender in Heath Chapman. Michael, what is it about him uh, that's made him make his way into your uh, power rankings?
1: Yeah, uh, Heath Chapman's in in our top 20 at the moment. And um, he's just got so many points of difference as a sort of key position defender. He's been freed up a little this year to play that sort of third tall role where he can Uh, just sort of leap at the ball, intercept around the back half and then use his really good long-range kicking to uh, set West Perth on on the front foot. So, um, you know, he uses the ball so well, almost like a small and, um, you know, that obviously makes him invaluable given his size at 193 centimetres.
0: Definitely, and the next person who also made their way into your power rankings is East Fremantle Jack Carroll. So he's obviously had a pretty impressive season. What is it about him that uh, forced his way in?
1: He's well, just a really clean sort of user of the ball. He's pretty versatile as well. So um, I guess I first saw him playing off half back and off the wing, but he's transitioned a little bit more into the midfield this year for East Fremantle and. Um, he's voted really well there. He, he's uh, collected plenty of the ball. He had a 31-disposal game from memory that really stood out um, in the last month. And I know Ed's pretty high on him too. He thinks he can sort of uh, show a few similar traits to guys like Hugh McCluggage.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um... At the way he's just been able to hit the scoreboard and also take some marks around the ground as well. That's probably something he has over McCluggage. Is, he's actually pretty good overhead. He he's, hasn't got a bad leap. And that's how he'll actually get a lot of his uh, goals when he goes forward is taking a mark. So he definitely has a few tricks. And being that late December berth as well, there's plenty of development left with him.
0: For sure. And there's been a few like that uh, in this draft crop that are born late in the year that might well uh, come on as late bloomers Uh, another midfielder who's catching the eye beside maybe the couple of key position players up there and and someone I I think I'll pass to Ed for, for this one in um, McDonald's teammate, Nathan O'Driscoll. What is it uh, that really stands out for you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. What I've really liked about Nathan O'Driscoll at league level is just his ability to work both ways. So he's certainly not, not someone who will just push forward and just worry about getting the ball. He'll do all the uh, team things as well. He'll get back behind the ball. I remember him taking a really good intercept mark going back with, going back into defense uh, a couple of weeks back. So he's the type of midfielder that you could probably put into the guts, but you can also put him on a wing or a half back or half forward because he's got pretty good athleticism and he's still growing as well. He was 182 centimetres last year and 187 centimetres this year and also looks like he could still keep growing. So he's definitely got a lot of desirable traits, whether as that big body midfielder and he's got that versatility to play a lot of other roles.
0: For sure. And the other player that I, I guess you'd sort of say if we're linking back to the Fremantle NGA is um, Joel Weston. So um, maybe Michael, what what is it uh, can Fremantle fans expect from him if, if he does eventually make his way to the club?
1: He's just got freakish skills. I think that's something that they'll come to expect and obviously he's got the sort of flair in that he's quick and, and so clean at ground level and um, yeah, j- just can play through midfield at under 18 level because he's so clean and has those um, elite kicking skills. So Uh, He's got plenty of good traits and Fremantle fans have really pegged him as a high-end kind of prospect uh, for a long time. Same with everyone at Claremont, they speak so highly of him. So um, he's had a a couple of injuries this year and spent a bit of time on the sidelines. But uh, when he's been on the field, he's been very productive and um, even hitting the scoreboard from midfield as well.
0: Speaking of Claremont, they've got another, I guess, invitee uh, to the Combine. The only 19-year-old in this uh, combine list in Caelan Lane. Uh, tell us a bit about him.
1: Yeah, he's a, another late bloomer, um, but probably more so in the sense that obviously he's, he's 19 and only played one Waffle Colts game last year for the Tigers. So um, obviously AFL recruiters, scouts and um, and the like saw a lot in him. Um, he's obviously that 200-centimetre ruckman who can still compete at ground level as well and uh, dominates the hitouts and can also uh, find a bit of the ball around the ground it's obviously a great pre- uh, physical presence so uh, a bit of upside for him
0: yeah, Definitely and I, I know one particular player that Ed's been keen on for a while he, he's had his injuries last year but he's certainly in that top group maybe uh, I'd certainly as you sort of might allude to later in the top five from WA um, in Zane True, uh, Ed uh, obviously you like your inside midfielders what is about him that stands out?
2: Yeah, so the uh, main thing with Zane True is probably just his class by hand. Like you, very often when he's getting the ball, he's getting it one touch and he's releasing someone out with a really good handball. Like, I remember one game a bit earlier in the year, he just just could find handballs to targets that you, not many other players could. So he's... Yeah, quintessential extractor so he's the one who'll win the ball at the coal face he'll tackle hard his tackle numbers have been good his disposal numbers have also been pretty good uh he's been just on the cusp of trying to play uh to a high level like reserves or seniors but uh he's certainly definitely shown he's he's one to look out for in the uh, first or second round of this draft
0: Definitely. And I think if we look down at the last couple of combine invites, uh, Michael, uh, Shannon Neal from South Fremantle. What, what can you tell us about him?
1: Uh, I believe Shannon Neal's a really good runner. He's another one who's, I guess, he's kind of like uh, Mark Blixard in that sense that he comes from a bit of an athletics background as a tall. And um, he's another who was um, playing for WA last year in the under-16s as, I guess, somewhat of an overager And, really impressed as a ruck and key forward. He's pretty clean at ground level and around the ground. He's got a good leap. And yeah, as I said, obviously really athletic. So um, again, a guy who has a pretty good ceiling and could be one uh, to get a look in.
0: Yeah. And the last combine invite on the list, uh, who was originally left off the list, uh, except for WA is Isaiah Winder. So uh, Ed, what what do you think of his chances uh, there coming out of Peel Thunder?
2: So yeah, uh, Winters a very smooth mover. So his um his games at 18s Colts level at the start of the year were just fantastic. He just kept on racking up the ball, uh, getting your high 25 possession games, and he's the type of player that can hurt you with his disposals. He's not the um he's not a very big player. He's only about that 180 centimetre mark, but he's just got a lot of class. So when he went up to league level that I saw from Peel Thunder, he played a bit half back at the start and really showed some good skills coming off the halfback line and also went forward in the last quarter. But he didn't really do as much there as the ball wasn't coming down there. But he's shown he can probably play quite a few different roles. And was someone who just uses the ball so well by hand and by foot, he's certainly one to look out for later in the draft. Certainly. And
0: that's uh, the 12 combine invite there from the West Australian crop. So what we're going to look now is... uh, Look ahead to sort of the academy, some of the outsiders, as we sort of say, nineteen-year-olds, mature ages. Um, so what I might do is I'll I'll cross to Michael first. Look, Michael, there's quite a fit. Well, there's a couple of East Fremantle, uh, Fremantle NGA players. Uh, so what can you sort of tell us about them, as well as a couple of the others that we've got uh, in your opinion are sort of outsiders on the list?
1: Yeah, so East Fremantle's obviously been a bit of a footy factory of late, um, producing some really high-end. Uh, under 18 talent in the last few years and it, it's pretty much the same this year. They've got obviously Brandon Walker and as we spoke about Joel Weston but uh, Chris Walker is, is the twin of Brandon and, and he's a pretty similar type in, in that he's nice and athletic and versatile. Uh, they've also got Keanu Hadou, or Haddow so he's a, another defender with Walker who um, plays a little bit above his height. He's very solid, uh, solidly built and can uh, you know fare pretty well across the last line and um, you look at guys who made the academy and um, Finn Goring, you know, and Dan. Gorringe is a, an inside mid who sort of extracts and can find a bit of the ball around the coalface. And then Dan, who uh, hasn't really played much footy of late, uh, is a bit of a nuggety small forward who can even roam up the other, other end of the ground. So a few promising types who are just sort of on the outer there.
0: East Fremantle certainly having quite a few prospects there to keep an eye out for. Um Ed, uh, we'll turn to you now for Jack Hindle at East Perth. What is it about him that's sort of got him into the
2: academy? Uh, Just probably his versatility. So, uh, he's mostly, uh, plays as kind of an undersized key defender. He's pretty strong. He's a very good mark, usually a very good user of the ball. But um, he even showed, I think it was late in one of the games with East Perth, um, they put him in the ruck for a little bit. And uh, he had a ruck contest in the forward half and just kicked a goal from the ruck. So he certainly has that body and the smarts to be able to play quite a few different positions. So that'll definitely be what, what attracts him to AFL clubs.
0: And Michael, uh, we've got a couple there from Swan districts as well in Tycee's and Jamison Eugle. What, what can you tell us about them?
1: Yeah, they're both pretty smooth movers. Um, Jamison is one who's impressed in particular with his uh, sort of movement, the way he, uh, he moves the ball in a really classy way. Um, Ty Sears is a good runner as well on the outside and across half-back there. They're both playing pretty well for Swan Districts and knocking on the door of some senior promotion. But um, yeah, obviously uh, Sears is an academy member as well. So um, a bit of talent there for the Swans.
0: And uh, we haven't had too many uh, South players yet, just Neil so far. So here's another one in era Jetta. Um, What is it about Jetta? Uh, I guess, uh, Ed, if you want to sort of give us a bit of an insight into him and what makes him so good.
2: Yeah, so Jetta's been uh, around the traps for a bit. He's missed a bit with uh, injury this year, though, which has been a bit disappointing. But um, he's a very strong-bodied midfielder that can also go forward. He's a pretty classy type. So it was pretty disappointing that he hasn't been able to play much this year. And it's probably looking more likely he'll have to uh, have a big, big season next year to really have a good look, but he's definitely got some talent.
0: And the other one while I've got you is uh, Peel Thunder, Tyler Nesbitt. So uh, what is it with him? uh, I guess that uh, really catches your eye.
2: Yeah. So he's um, been pretty close to getting a uh, senior berth. He's been pretty often an emergency or thereabouts along with, um, with Winder, who's gotten to get some gains. But, uh, yeah, Nesbitt's a pretty, pretty sturdy body. It can kind of play half forward or half back. Pretty versatile type. So, yeah, he's another one who's got a lot of traits, of some nice traits, but uh, probably just hasn't got the uh, amount of work that some others do at the top end.
0: Yeah. Michael, there's a couple of West Perth players we've got noted on the list in Callan Johnson and Michael Mellard. What What is it about them that I really catches your eye and, and what people should look out for?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Callan Johnson um, sort of missed a lot of the year uh, with, with injuries, uh, been out with a wrist uh, complaint or well, more than a complaint. I think it was actually broken. Um, he would have been a, a really good part of West Perth's defence uh, along with Heath Chapman this year in in the Colts. So uh, yeah, he is a very good key defensive type and then you look at Michael Mallard who was one who caught my eye in the under 16s as a ruck he he moved so well I think um he and Riley Thorthorpe were the really outstanding uh rucks in that championship so um he's one who has a, lo- a lot of talent but um yeah just probably either hasn't quite come on or um just still has a few things to work on and um I guess it's also worth mentioning a couple of 19-year-olds from West Perth in Cullen Johnson and Brady Alvaro. Uh, Both are pretty well-equipped at at winning the ball. And I think Johnson's even gone on to play in the reserves. So, um, yeah, a a little bit around them as well.
0: And uh, Michael... uh, Sorry, Ed, wrong person. Um, uh, There's a few Perth names on the list that uh, we've sort of made note of. Uh, which, Which ones sort of catch your eye in particular?
2: Uh, So there's a couple that I really like, especially uh, Zach Melanchelli, who plays down back. He's the captain of Perth as well in their Colts. He's not a bad size at about 184 centimetres. Very good athlete. So he tests really well in a lot of facets. Uh, It's just his class and his ability to use the ball by hand and by foot. He's got very good disposal numbers. So he's definitely one you'd want to look out for. And um, another one who's really come. Come to the fray is um Jaden Hunter, who's at only one ninety four, has been rucking and rucking extremely well. Usually, actually beating the likes of Callan Lane and Michael Mallard in the ruck, beating them in hitouts and in disposals. So uh, he's definitely an athletic type, a skillful type that um probably is uh, would have been one that could have played some championships and probably played in other positions. So he certainly won't get a go as a ruck, but if you're looking for someone who could, who's could, who got good athleticism that could play at either end, that's probably the type of player you're looking out for.
0: And looking at the list in terms of some of the 19-year-olds, uh, Michael, there's a few that have been through the WA program before, particularly um, if you look at Claremont with Cameron Anderson and Jack Buller. That's
1: right. Yeah. Cameron Anderson is one who's earned a promotion this year uh, with Claremont. And he's obviously just a really classy sort of player and, um, has good speed and good tackling pressure, can play sort of midfielder and roll through the lines um, up both ends. So, uh, yeah, good user of the ball. And and obviously the other guy you mentioned there, Jack Buller, is uh, a good part of Claremont's system for the last couple of years and um, and even in their Colts premiership. So they're a good couple of players. And you look at a guy like Jai Jackson, who's uh, over at Subiaco now, he's knocking on the door of a, a league debut. So uh, there's a few 19-year-olds who are really sort of, um, I guess, rising their stocks this year and just benefiting from getting out there and playing football, uh, having missed out last year.
0: And uh, aside from obviously Jackson, as you mentioned, we've got Jack Cooley from East Perth. And um, are there a few others just to keep your eye on uh, from the list that you uh, might have thought about?
1: Yeah, I think Ed actually had a, had a few good ones that, that he, uh, he'd like to mention as well.
2: Yeah. Um, another one that's playing at Subiaco who played in the championships last year would be Nicholas Martin. Uh, he, I um, believe he's in the top 10 for the goal kicking as well. So he's really showed that he's pretty good at league level. He's a bit like a Cole Langford type. So he's a very smooth moving kind of medium forward, very good overhead, kind of knows where the goals are. And, um, speaking of a few players, although not in the under nineteens, but a few that have some famous names like, uh, Zach Mainwaring, who's, uh, coming back as a 19 year old for uh Claremont. He's definitely shown he can hit the scoreboard. And, uh, another one who can hit the scoreboard is Logan Guelphie, the uh, younger brother of Matt Guelphie, who's definitely got a bit of spark about him. He's a left footer instead of a right footer. Uh, he likes to tackle hard. He likes to play very fast and frenetic pace. So he might be another one to look out for.
0: Definitely. And, uh, I, I think that mostly wraps up the Academy, uh, outsiders and, uh, mature ages list that we've got. So that's a, that's a fair extensive list uh, within that group. Um, So I think what we'll do now is we'll sort of cross to next year's uh, crop. Uh, There's quite a few 16s. I remember watching the under 16s last year and they've got a couple of really talented top end uh, all Australians, Michael.
1: That's right. Um, Judd McPhee was one of my favorite players from last year's carnival. Um, Just his, I guess Judd by name, Judd by nature is what we sort of went for last year in the sense that he can burst from a contest and uh, he showed that at under-16s level. He's been a bit more steady coming into East Fremantle's uh, cold side this year, but um, still shows a good bit of class and uh, just, just has something about him through midfield. Um, so he made the All-Australian team on the interchange and um, the other All-Australian, of course, was Rhett Bezo uh, in defence who was next to Blake Morris. Uh, Bazo's another good sort of key defensive type who would have complimented Granger Barras well had he played Colts with him. Um, yeah, just obviously a, a really classy sort of player who can uh, show a bit of versatility in defence.
0: Definitely. And Ed, I know someone who you've talked about before, uh, East Frio's Richard Bartlett. Tell us a bit about him.
2: Yeah, so um, Richard Bartlett's a pretty uh, talented kid. So. Uh, he can certainly move well, that's for sure, and uh, he's one that uh, Fremantle have really tried hard to get into their uh, NGA. But uh, with the whole rules that look like to be coming out, it might be all for naught. With the uh, with only the uh, uh, some of the northern academies only getting their stuff. But yeah, there's a reason that uh, Fremantle really want to get him. Is because he's just a very classy player. Uh, he, he can play quite a few numerous roles. He's just a smooth mover, and yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on.
0: And, Michael, uh, looking at Claremont Footy Club, Jacob Van Ruin, uh, what what can you tell us about him?
1: Yeah, he's a kid who's, I guess, it's a big call, but some guys have sort of labelled his power as carry-like in the sense that he can really present hard. He's full-chested, but he's got a good spring about him and and he's pretty athletic. He's not just your your really solid, uh, slow, sort of stocky key forward. Um, So there's a bit about him. He hits the scoreboard. He's been, been playing pretty a uh, pretty good standard at Colts level this year. So he's one to look out for.
0: Yeah. And moving on to Ed, uh, Kate Dittmar from East Perth. What What is it about him that catches your eye?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah Kate Dittmar is not one I got to see much of this year because he uh, got, got injured. He got a pretty bad injury. If I can try and find that one out, it was something that was definitely going to rule him out for this year. But yeah, he was another one who really impressed in the, um, uh, in the under-16s last year. Uh, yeah, he would have been one you'd really wanted to look forward to seeing this year. And he definitely would have helped East Perth uh, try and make a make a finals uh, appearance in the Colts.
0: Yeah, unfortunate for him. Uh, Michael, Pure Thunder's Luke Polson.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's one who impressed in the 16s last year as well. A uh, bit of a raw type as a key forward in Ruck. Um yeah, just a bit of a beanpole, but pretty clean at ground level. And I think he kicked, uh, from memory, a winning goal in a really, really dour, uh, scrappy game against uh, Vic Country. So, um, yeah, he is a good prospect with some upside. And, um, yeah, he's been playing for the Thunder this year and the Colts too.
0: And unfortunately, another one that uh, you saw last year at the, the 16s. And unfortunately, he's now ruled out for, for the year with uh, a hip issue in Mitch Brown. Uh, what was it about him that prior to his injury really um, stood out?
1: Yeah, from memory, he's just a, a pretty good ball winner. Um, he it was a constant at the centre bounces for Western Australia. And um, has sort of done so a little bit for South Fremantle as well until he got injured. So, uh, yeah, just pretty consistent and dependable kind of midfielder.
0: And we've got a few more names left on the list uh, to take note of for next year. Ed, uh, Matthew Johnson from Subiaco. Uh,
2: Yeah, uh, just before I touch on uh, Matthew Johnson, just uh, follow up with Ditmar. He uh, had back stress fractures, so that's why he's missed this year. But uh, someone who's definitely not missed a year, and that's Matthew Johnson. Uh, He's a big, tall um, inside mid, about 192 centimetres. Pretty good athlete as well. Uh, He's just been a very consistent performer for Subiaco through the midfield. He's very strong, uh, can also get forward very classy user by hand. So he's definitely that, you know, that taller midfielder that is definitely going to catch the eye for next year. And he might be one of their leading contenders going into 2021.
0: And Michael Swan districts, Max Chipper.
1: Yeah. He's unfortunately another who hasn't played any, uh, waffle Colts footy this year, but, uh, showed some signs, uh, as a 16 year old, obviously enough to get into the AFL Academy allotment. And, uh, from what I saw, he's a pretty classy outside midfielder who just uses the ball really well, can buzz around uh, between the arcs and uh, just link up the play between them.
0: And just the last couple that you got there, Lachlan Patton and Josh Brown. What can you tell us about them?
1: Yeah, Lachlan Patton uh, from West Perth is a, another midfielder who caught my eye at the 16s, missed out on the, the AFL Academy intake, but a uh, pretty promising type. I, I believe he, he was injured in that under-16s uh, tournament uh, a little bit into his second game. Uh, managed to come back on, but might not have played the, uh, the third game. So, uh, yeah, a promising sort of prospect who's been in action for the Falcons this year.
0: Definitely. And there's quite a bit of talent coming through for next year's draft across the whole country. But certainly in this case, WA's got a few to keep an eye out on. Uh, now, we'll, I guess, rewind, even though it is in the future, back to this year's draft crop. Uh, And we're going to take a look at the top 10 WA AFL draft prospects. So what we'll do is Michael will read out the 10 he's got, and then Ed can, you know, mention any changes he'd make or whatever 10 he's got. Um, And that way you can sort of make up your own mind. So Michael, take it away.
1: All right. So uh, first off the bat is someone who's actually sort of come into that position of late and that's Logan McDonald, who um, has risen to number three ahead of, Denver Granger-Barras in our Power Rankings. Um, So, naturally, Denver Granger-Barras is the number two for our WA prospects. Obviously, the clear leaders at this stage both have top five potential uh, in this year's draft. And the next one in our lot is Nathan O'Driscoll at number three, Heath Chapman number four, Zane True number five, and Jack Carroll number six. I think those half dozen um, are pretty close from sort of, I guess, at least O'Driscoll to Carroll. Then you've got Brendan Walker and Joel Weston, the two Fremantle NGA hopefuls. And rounding it out is Shannon Neal and Isaiah Winder at number ten.
0: And Ed, um, your ten? Any changes you have, or different order, or or what? What's your ten look like?
2: Uh, it's a very, very similar. I'll I'll, I'll start from the um, from ten to one. And at ten, I'd probably have to say the same with Winder. Winder at number ten for me. He's a very classy player. Uh, At at nine, I'd probably have Weston there, Uh, but he's another one that's just had a very good year. Uh, At eight, that's probably where I'd have Shannon Neal, so it's only a couple of changes here and there. Yep, number seven, I'd also have Walker. Uh, um, At number six, I'd probably have, oh, it's between True and Chapman. I'll probably go with True. Uh, And then Chapman and then Carroll. Like I've really started to really rate how Carroll's gone this year. And he's definitely that um, high upside midfielder that you could look for. Uh, And the top three are pretty much the same, but in a slightly different order. I just have O'Driscoll slightly ahead of Granger-Barras. But gee, all all three of those are definite top five chances.
0: All right. Uh, Well, there you have it. We actually had some changes this week, which was good. Um, so it's, uh, we've now sort of wrapped up the WA show uh, for this week. There's quite a few prospects we've run through. Certainly if you're a Fremantle fan, there's plenty of Next Gen Academy kids to watch out for this year and then some really top-end talents to look out for next year. So um, obviously it's been a, a great episode. Next, the next couple of weeks we're going to be looking in uh, the Vic uh, group, look at Vic Metro, Vic Country, um, obviously, they've got a lot of invites this year, as usual, despite not playing any footy. So, a bit of an unknown. So, we'll go a lot off last year. And Ed will give us some insights into uh, the pre-season games that did go ahead. Um, but in terms of uh, this episode, we sort of come to an end. So, uh, Ed, thanks for joining me.
2: Yeah, it's uh, been great to be with you guys again, talking about footy. It's been a long time.
0: Definitely. And uh, Michael, once again, thanks for joining.
2: No worries at all, mate. Long time no see. It's been great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's been a long seven days.
0: Um, anyway, that's about it from this show before it goes completely off the rails. Um, make sure you follow us on at afl.draftcentral.com.au uh, for all your AFL Draft content, news, your interest in other sports. We do them as well, basketball, netball, tennis, and combat. Uh, and make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at draft Central, Oz, Aus. Um, and find out all the latest that's going on there, particularly if you're fans of the Waffle WA content. We've got plenty of that coming out. And, of course, we're winding up towards the uh, the draft later in the year and, obviously, the combines that are uh, starting to take place over the next month. So very exciting times in terms of the AFL draft world. And uh, that's about it from us here at the Final Siren Podcast. Thanks very much for joining us, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Uh-huh.